Hey everyone, welcome to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-depth series of books by J.D. Robb. I'm AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 12 of Podcast in Death. And we were all just saying, like, we can't believe it. 12 already. Crazy. Yay. It is crazy. Absolutely you not. Know. <laughs> so I don't know what we're going to do when we get to like 100 or more than that. <laughs> That's really going to be. That's a really big number. That's a really big number. So uh, this week we're talking about vengeance and death. Yes. I think I was saying before, like, uh, I really, I forgot how much I really liked this book. Mm -hmm. It's it's a yeah. really, really good book. It is a really, really good book. Really well written. It's one of my favorites, but I, I have a hard time rereading it because it's so dense. Mm. It is. It is indeed very dense. I agree with that. Yeah, a lot happens in this yeah, book. A lot happens in this book. Because you learn so much about Rourke and Somerset and their past in this book. Yeah. More so than, you, than we have before. And we do, yeah. meet, we do meet several characters that are now well-beloved. Brian Kelly. Brian, Brian Kelly, Kelly, AJ's favorite. <laughs> and Ian McNabb. And Baxter makes his Baxter. first appearance. Baxter, Baxter. Yeah, I forgot. This was the book where we first saw yep. Baxter. Yep, it's yeah, a real quick scene. Yeah. Real quick scene, but we meet Baxter for the first time. It's a, it's a tough scene for Baxter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For Baxter. So, but then the first murder in this series is Thomas X. Brennan. Brennan. And, and later, you know, she finds out that, that Thomas Brennan knows Rourke or Rourke knows Thomas Brennan. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, the thing about this one is that all the murders are pretty gruesome they really are really are and i think that's what when people talked about this book in the in the forum years ago i think that that's one of the things that got to people that's one of the things that got to me the fact that these murders were so brutal mm -hmm. and then we later find out that they're brutal they're they are mirroring exactly what rourke did right. to his victims years ago and then you're like oh yeah hmm. that's, that's <laughs> not disturbing at all it's fine right yeah yeah and it had to be hard for eve to think about right that. i actually found it almost hard to believe that she accepted it so easily right especially this early in yeah. the relationship like i know that they're married now but still yeah. you know and i mean well i think it shows a lot about who she is i mean i think i think nord does a really good job in the first books even just like establishing that eve is absolutely willing to be on the other side of the line even oh, though sure. she is constantly like Rourke, i have to be i have to live my you know i have to be this perfect mm -hmm. cop and follow the rules like never once there's no book in the series where she does that right it's a very interesting right. part of her character yeah you know i don't know as brutal as they were as just as methodical and planned out and for her to forgive it so easily kind of takes you back a little bit. And I get right. why she did. I totally understand why she did, but it's. Well, I mean, I think that they, they had already had the discussion of about him having killed people. Sure. So right? she basically, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that happened a couple books prior, but maybe she had gotten through that process of, okay, he's killed people. So have I. Right. You know, is it really right. any different? 
but right and and that's one thing like um because i had said earlier when we were talking about going back and and rereading uh the first few chapters of naked mm-hmm. there's that scene where he breaks into her apartment yeah. but then they start talking about um her having terminated that mm-hmm. you know father who killed yeah. his uh daughter yeah. and she says to him you know um that she had to go into testing and they're going to, she says something to the effect of they're going to think it's, it's about having to terminate somebody, but, and I can make them think that, but it's really not. It's in, she said, it's about the, the fact that she wanted to terminate. Yeah. Him. Right. You know, that she did it purposely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I totally yeah, get I, why she I got think there that and she, I totally understand where she's coming from with it. I just, like I said, yeah. it's, she just accepted it rather quickly for me at least. And I mean, I get why I do get, I totally understand why they, these guys deserved it. There was, there was no justice to be had through the system at all. I think that's one of the bigger points too. And that's, is that- that's, I think how I can accept it. And I think that's how Eve can accept it because. Because what was going to be done, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like- nothing. At least there's some kind of release there, which just sounds terrible, but it's fiction. So I can yeah. not feel guilty saying that, but there's like, there's a release to that. Like mm-hmm. Rourke's guilt from what happened can be not necessarily like assuaged from it, but there's more to it than just being responsible for these men's deaths. It's yeah, knowing that they had some, some kind of agonizing part. I don't know. I just, yeah, but you know, I mean, and she does. Nora really does try to get us there. You know, yeah. I mean, through the entire book, maybe not at first like Eve, but you know, through the entire book, you know, there is that one scene where um, they're investigating and and they're having kind of a back and forth about this whole this whole thing, you know. And Rourke pulls up the yeah. um, the police files for Marlena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and shows her the, and shows Eve the yeah, before and after what it what had been done to her, but also pulls up all of the police files on these guys and and shows her that these were not good guys, right? Right, know. and the fact that they did call the police and they did they did try to do it the right way, the quote unquote right, right way, and the police blew them off and took the money from the bad guys and you know. Right. Let it go. Right. So, yeah. So I think Nora does try to get us. Sure. Yeah. I know. I, I can understand if there's people out there that. No. Yeah. That don't get there. Yeah, absolutely. All, all I have down for chapter two is Rourke finds out about the murder. Talks to Somerset about they, ha- they may have to tell Eve everything. Because Feeney's on vacation, they they need somebody else to come in from EDD, and they bring in Ian McNabb. Yay. Yay. <laughs> we all love McNabb. We do love McNabb. He's a precious little sprite. He really is. <laughs> He's so great in this, in this book, too. He really yeah. is. <laughs> we love McNabb. Yeah, he's got some really great scenes. Great scenes with Peabody. Yes, so. and, you know, even later on, we we get the, the very start of the, the, the Rourke McNabb romance as well. Oh, my God. Which yeah, I works real good at the, bro- the bromance. He is so good with the bromance, and I love it. I think it's <laughs> and you know what? Like, Rourke is not the kind of guy I feel like that has bromances. He's like, not. He found his. He found his squad. No, like <laughs> that's the right. Eve coworkers. 
<laughs> so yeah, the fact that he's got like Feeney and McNabb are his boys. Like, yeah, you know, I think that's fantastic, and I love it. You know, you've got the other, you've got the other side guys too, but the three of them are like the the right. romance unit. It's kind of great. But it, it's so funny though, because you know, prior to this, you know that Rourke had very few cop friends. Oh, any. And now, you know, he's got all these cop friends yeah. and they're like in a, in a bromance together. Yeah, it is great. And it's just hilarious. So, so yeah, so she's telling Rourke about this and she's, she says an eye for an eye. Cause the guy said an eye for an eye. Yes. Right. He took out, she, he's, he took out Thomas Brennan's yeah. eye, which is disgusting. And very and rude. Gross. And very yeah. rude. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you know. it's so rude <laughs> to take an eye. It really is. Terrible. The hand was one. The yeah, hand was okay. That, you we know, were, the eye was, just took it over the friggin' I mean, top. The eye, yeah, I mean, the eye was rude. Was rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot which humor to bring with me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I mean, you know, obviously Rourke knows this guy and, and then he has to tell Somerset like, oh, uh, this may be a thing because he recognizes that it's Thomas Brennan, somebody who'd given him information mm -hmm. before, killed in the same way that Rourke had killed one of the guys right. that had killed Marlena. And so too much of a coincidence for Rourke. And so he has to inform Somerset that um, they might have to tell Eve. And Somerset is not well, happy no. about that. Kind of bitchy about it. So... I mean, just because Rourke and Eve are married and like Rourke clearly trusts Eve, Somerset, you know, she really has only been around for a little while. I get it. I just, this is very personal to Somerset too. Like, yeah. I feel like people that I know and trust and love more than anything in the world, I don't know that I would be quick to share this information with them. Oh, sure. Right. Even if they were a cop. Yeah, no, I get that. You know? I just, I feel like how, you know, he almost, and maybe I'm just still riding the Somerset's a dick train, but he almost, <laughs> he almost is just bitchy about it. Like he's making it into a me versus her thing. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm just like, yeah. interesting. Like, dude, really? No, it, that's not what it is. And yeah, I don't know. Somerset pissed me off. In They're kind book. of both on the same side where Rourke is concerned anyway. Yeah. But I don't think at that point he re he recognizes that or he no, doesn't I don't think to. he does no. either. Well, and and this book literally shows you the root of Somerset's issue with cops. Sure, right, and yeah. I get it. I and it's totally very get it. But I also feel that right. you know Eve has proved her loyalty to Rourke countless times before this. You would think, he, <laughs> yeah, she definitely has, and he has, <laughs> and he still is a dick. Right, you know. So I think it's funny that one of the clues, again, you know, people are marking the, the, the clues when they're marking this, mm -hmm. when they're fun. making notes in this book. And um, one of the clues, he says something about Dicey Riley. And of course, um, Dallas has no right. idea what he's talking about. And it's actually McNabb that says, oh, yeah, Dicey Riley. Yeah. Which I think is funny that McNabb knew. Now, McNabb's background is Scottish, right. which is also, right. you know, also Celtic. But we learn later, like, even in this book, his family is still in Scotland. So maybe that is something that's a little more familiar to him. 
Because I feel like the first time I yeah. read this, I was like, Yeah, why would you know that? How does this guy know what the hell this is? Yeah. But yeah. if you still have a family over in Scotland, and maybe that's something that's, that is more familiar. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The first yeah. time I read it, I was like, How do you know this? He's the one that says that Dicey Riley is, is you know, drinks too much. It's, or it's, it's about a woman who drinks too much. Yes. He tells Eve, and so Eve you know, focuses in on bars. So the the next victim is Sean Conroy and you kind of feel a little bit for Rourke because um, he's with Eve when they find the right. body could, you know, they figure out he's in one of Rourke's uh, rental units. And so he's with her when they find the body and, and uh, you know, to see somebody that you knew who was a decent person in in that way and knowing that you know see here's the thing now i mean a lot of people i remember on the forum when they would um talk about this book in 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 a they weren't happy with it one of the things is because they felt like rourke got away with murder and that nobody should get away with murder everybody should be punished even rourke and my my contention was always that yeah this is his punishment Mm -hmm. He is being punished. He's being punished by seeing these same people that he went to for information who were all, you know, I mean, they weren't the best of people because obviously he ran with a, a, a rough crowd back then. Sure. But, but you know, know, essentially they were all good people. And um, now he's seeing them being murdered in the exact same way that he murdered uh the men who murdered marlena and you know he has to he has to live with that you live with the fact that yeah it's because of him right this this person died in this horrific way because of what i did yes yeah and that's and that's that has to be a really horrific thing to live with yeah you know absolutely oh yeah i can't imagine no. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I feel I like he, he's imagine. getting, he's getting, I mean, he doesn't have to go to jail for, although I guess, you know, I mean, yes, the proper thing would be to put him in jail. But again, I mean, I, I can't remember. Did we talk about this before about, well, it's the same with, um, with, um, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. We talked yeah. about Technically should have gone to jail. Yeah. But what would it have served? Right. And what will it serve to put, put to put Rourke in jail? Right. Is that justice? I also feel like Rourke is a hundred percent aware of what you know, he knows what he did. Everything he did was calculated. Mm-hmm. Every, right. You know he does deserve some sort of punishment for it. Fine. But did he not already was he not already punished by losing his family, by suffering through right that guilt for how many years and now right. like like yeah. here we are in the present this is this is him seeing almost like it's like a mirror image of what he had done right you right. know there are different ways to to punish people for these things yes um if this were not fiction put him in prison because i don't know what else to do with him. <laughs> you know yeah yeah but yeah no i'm right there with you Absolutely. Yeah. Here. But this is fiction. So, you know, right. I mean, and it's he, not he interesting walks, if Stark just goes to prison. So, yeah, then there wouldn't be 50 books. Right. <laughs> so. Exactly. 
And maybe they were, they would be, but they wouldn't be as interesting. You know, and I find it interesting so. too. Later on in the, you know, in this, in this, in this book, somebody sends an anonymous tip to the, to the chief and to the commander, and they both, you know, e, you know, kind of talks around it, and then she shows them the pictures, and they know Whitney and and Tibble, they know that right. Rourke did this. They're not stupid. Right. You know, so they're not, but they, they're willing to let it go too once they see those pictures and yeah. once they understand what's happening. So, you know, and we got to remember too, this is a post-war society. It's a pretty rough time back, you know, with all that stuff going on and things were different. Are going to be different. <laughs> are going to be different. Yes. Yes. But you know what I'm saying? I, it's. I feel like, you know, yeah, these cops did nothing to to help them whatsoever. And in fact, kind of disparaged their names in order to right. shut the case down and right. disparage Marlena, who was a victim. Right. A completely innocent victim who did nothing at all. Right. They tarnished her name to make these guys that did all this to her seem better or to take suspicion off those or guys. to take suspicion off those guys right and i mean we all understand why why he did it yeah and my i'm sorry my my brain is not firing on all cylinders tonight so <laughs> totally understandable yes i don't know that we said this already but jen is sick for I this uh, episode for so days. yeah i it mean it's not been pretty so <laughs> i am powering through for you guys and i want it yay <laughs> So later on, um, Eve is looking at security footage from Brennan's uh, murder and, of course, sees Somerset at the time of the murder in the lobby of Brennan's apartment complex. And so she has to pull Somerset in for questioning. And that's when Rourke decides, I'm going to have to tell her everything. And they have a little, a little argument about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. To Which, say the least. Should. Because, yeah, I mean, she, I think she, she said she already kind of knew. Yeah, she had an idea. Well, she had an idea that something was going on. She just didn't know what it was specifically. Something was brewing. She just didn't know what. I did. One one thing that I marked is, you know, before um, Eve questions Somerset, Rourke kind of says to her, you know, I've known this man since I was a boy. I've told you most of it, trusted you with that. Now I'm trusting you with him. It says she felt a fist squeeze around her heart, but said, I can't let this be personal. So you are kind of seeing like, you know, I mean, in, in on the one hand, you would think like, and I'm sure Somerset at this point thought, oh, here's exactly what she wanted, but really not. I mean, because she, she can can see what this is going to do to Rourke if he's guilty. Right. Or what it, even even having him implicated, what that's doing to Rourke. Right. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. But so, Somerset still um, can't see that because right. he's just so... He's definitely got tunnel vision when it comes to this. Total too. tunnel vision. Yeah. Yes. And so, like, interacting with people who Rourke, who is... This is coming from a different direction for him. You know, it's, it's like a one... It's like a one-issue thing for Somerset. Yes. You yeah. know, and for Rourke, it's my wife is a cop. Somerset is my father figure. Marlena was like a sister to me. Like, it's a whole boatload of all this stuff. And Rourke's already kind of shown how complex and how capable he is of looking at all these different directions, I think. Right. 
Um, we haven't gotten a chance really to see Somerset be forced into that. So I think that this this is really a place where we get to know Somerset, even if he is a a plus dick in this book. <laughs> he really is. I mean, he really is. I'm not. I'm not totally. I'm not excusing well, yeah. him. But it also is something that I'm just like, God. But I can't even imagine where, oh, like, sure. how his thought process is. Yeah. Especially because we don't know him as well as we know even more. You know. Right. And and it's not even just that he's a dick. It's that she tells him multiple times. Look, it's obvious somebody's trying to implicate you in this murder. Do not leave the house. Yeah, and he, he does, does it like, anyway. Yeah, he does it anyway. It's, Are you crazy. crazy? It's like, you know, he's so <laughs> insolent. And it's like, you know, I'm going to do mm-hmm. the opposite of what you tell me. Because, right, I, just because I want to. Because I don't think I like you. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it just, it's so frustrating. It's like, my God, dude. Like, right, on, man. She really, she really gives him the benefit of the doubt, which is to me the most frustrating thing is she gives him an opportunity to not be a douchebag. Yeah. And he doesn't take <laughs> he it. Does it. Yeah. No. And, and right. like, he's in a place where he has every right to be frustrated and, and whatever, but also at the same time, like she's handing you an out here. Let's. Yeah. She's trying to help you. Collaboration and coordination and cooperation are all good things, Somerset. Right. right. Yeah. And that's a, that's the most frustrating thing for me with him, I think, in these early right. ones especially. It's just like, you know, he just does not want to bend on, on Eve at all. It's just and especially it in this not book. doing him any uh, favors in this book. <clears throat> no. So, of course, his, his alibi is that he has a girlfriend in this apartment. Yes. Uh, Audrey Morell. Oh, Yes. Yeah. But when Eve questions her, she's like, Oh, but our, our date was for the next day. And right. oh, well, liar. He must have got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But we don't know that at the time. No. But yeah. No. So yeah, I mean, he just doesn't have an alibi and she's trying to help him. Um, and then she has to bring him into Cop Central, which is at, at that point is when Rourke decides, you know, okay. This is the time. And she's trying to tell him, like, you need you need a lawyer. You need a lawyer. And Rourke's there and he's Somerset saying, I don't want a lawyer. Rourke's saying, I'm his representation. And Eve's trying to tell Somerset, no, you need a lawyer. Yeah. And then he's not taking it, you know. He's being so, stubborn. Again, stubborn. You know, being yeah. stubborn and I, you know, I I get it, I guess, on a certain level, but I don't to get help it. You. Yeah. yeah yeah they after they um question audrey morell uh and she says somerset got his dates wrong eve is really 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 pissed and you know peabody recognizes it and kind of sees that there's something else going on yeah i mean not just that it's about somerset but there's something else you know so uh eve is the one that kind of says like well you know i mean decides to bring Peabody into it. Yeah. Which I thought was lovely that Peabody immediately just stands by her side and is like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Let's do this. You it's know. one of yeah. these like past the point of no return things. I think. Yeah. Um, I know that we kind of talked about this um, in the episode about the two of them together, but just in general, like this is a huge example of this. This is more than just police work mm-hmm. and that right. trust net which makes it so clear that they should be partners you know when they do become partners in the future um and just also again none of us are police officers so i guess we don't know but like 
the type of like personal and moral things that the characters in the story have to deal with versus I'm sure what cops have to deal with in real life or maybe not quite so drastic or dramatic, right. but um, you know, th- there's more to it than just going to work, I guess. Yeah. Right. And yeah. when you see the way people interact with each other in this regard, I think that is really very special. And I think it also just yeah. makes it easier for Eve to, when, you know, when they pull McNabb in, you know, into this project and he, you know, is not, he is not privy to all the information that Peabody is or that Feeney would have been. But like, I think it's easier for Eve to do that. I think it's easier for Eve to do that more and more through the series because she takes a huge step here in a very trying and very important case. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and in one that's kind of, you know, and it's the case and it's like we said before, knowing that this is, you know, about the murders that Rourke already, you know, committed and, you know, having that in her head and everything, because at at a certain point she, she's uh, talking to Peabody and they're, you know, talking about the case and, and um, telling Peabody, you know, about everything. And Peabody said, you know, basically she's telling Peabody, you know, she needs a list from Rourke, the names of the men he killed, you know, uh, everyone we can think of who helped him track them. And Peabody just says, which list do you want me to run? Right. Without any, you know, and I, you know, what, what follows that is her saying it surprised Eve to feel her eyes sting. Although she's saying overtired, she told herself and willed back the tears. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, is. you know, Peabody is really taking a huge, burden off her well huge Mm -hmm. burden off her but also peabody's taking a big chance by Mm -hmm. by doing this and you know because it that could come back and bite her in the butt if they didn't have the support of their superiors and everyone else you know she could right big trouble for that so just knowing that she's got somebody that is willing to have her back right it's huge you know and this is actually the the scene the the chapter two where Eve tells uh, Somerset that she's figured out why he doesn't like her. Oh yes, that it, it's the first part is that she was well, she's saying I'm a cop and that's and that's enough. Right. But also that she's not the kind of woman that he would have picked for Rourke because he would have picked someone with uh, good breeding and some you know really good looking woman with a pedigree or whatever. And it does say, uh, he felt a tug of shame. Well, good. Inclined his head. Yeah, he should. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but then it says stage two. I just figured that out this morning. You resent me because I'm not Marlena. That's who you wanted for him. You hoped he'd find somebody who reminded you of her. Instead, you got stuck with an inferior model tough luck all around and she walks away and then it says when he was sure he was alone he sat on the steps and buried his face in his hands as the grief he thought he'd conquered long ago flowed through him fresh hot and bitter so you know somerset's really kind of suffering a lot in this book too oh sure and i i get that i just feel like he <laughs> he's still a dick he's still a dick he's, yeah. <laughs> so yeah the other the other uh, note that I have, uh, you know, even Rourke 
uh, have a fight. Then she and Rourke have sex and make up. Of course. Which is no surprise to anyone. Because that's what they do. Right? It's, it, has, <laughs> it hasn't happened, you know, in yeah, this book. This book felt like it was really quickly. I mean, they had yeah, a really knockdown drag out. A lot of, yeah, there wasn't a lot of sex scenes in this one. Fine. No, well, yeah. I mean, you know, how are you gonna? It would seem off. I think in this one, I think so too. I agree. I agree. You know, yeah, yeah. We're investigating the mutilations of all these people that you know. Now I have to think about how you did the same thing to other people. But let's have sex. I mean, that would seem really. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, that would seem in the mood. Yeah. I'm just saying that their their fight and then subsequent make, making up happened pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, I think for me. Yeah. I mean, it was it was really it flared up. Then it was a pretty intense fight, but then it's like, okay. Yeah, I, I don't get that cuz I think they both said what they needed to say pretty directly right. and quickly and it both kind of it kind of hit both of them. You yeah. Know. Oh, yeah, I get your point. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, Rourke does say, like, for Christ's sake, I married a cop. Fuck me, a cop. It has to be fate's <laughs> biggest joke. You know? I love that. I absolutely love that. And then him saying, you know, um, he, well, he, so he's, we find out he's really pissed off because the night before she, she uh, yeah, went to her office. Yeah, she the door in her office. Right. Yeah. So that's why he's really pissed off. And it says something about him saying something about her neurotic little snits, <laughs> <laughs> which let's be honest, she does kind of have some Didn't neurotic we? little snits. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Sorry, Eve. Yeah. And so she, you know, this is when she says, I never asked you to give up anything. Well, first of all, she tells him you're, Arrogant, domineering, egotistical, and disdainful of the law. Also not wrong. And this is, yeah, and, and the best part is he he says he lifted one brow, and your point would be. Right. <laughs> so, you know, and he is not like, <laughs> no, no, not at all, no. you know. But yeah, then he says, like, I've given up some stuff for you. And she said, I never asked you to give up anything. And then he says, um, you asked just by being. And that's when it was like, we're like, oh, okay, we're over mm-hmm. Uh, I married a cop because I loved her. I wanted her. I needed her. But, and to my surprise, I admired her. She fascinates me. So now it's over. And now they're going to work together, which is good. I mean, I feel like this is the, this is really the book where we kind of fall into that rhythm of the two of them working together so much more than probably it should be. <laughs> because yeah. yeah. Literally there are like dozens of other cops introduced in these books, but yeah. the series wouldn't be what it, what it is if no. it wasn't no, even more doing. Yeah. And that's why I always, I can never understand people complain about that. Like he's in her, in her cases too much. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what the series is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, I, yeah. Kind yeah of it's is. like books I mean, when he's her. not, I'm, I am kind of a little bit bored. I'm like, Oh, yeah. see, I don't know that I'm bored without him in the cases. I just feel like that's what the, what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's feeling. Yeah. I yeah. prefer the ones where he's more deeply involved. So she just, and I just like at the, at the end of this chapter, she's like, you know, just remember who's in charge and, uh, 
Rourke says, next time we make love, you can wear your badge in case I forget who's in charge. And she says, nobody likes a smart ass. And he says, I do. I love one. (laughs) I do love that one. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Oh, it's so sweet. That's adorable. (laughs) In the middle of this like horrific case again, you know. So then the next thing that happens, unfortunately, is Jenny O'Leary's death, even though apparently Rourke's been calling all of his old friends and telling them, you know, to stay where they are and stay safe. Apparently, Jenny let herself be lured in. And Jenny wanted uh, the she wanted the Rourke. And, you know, again, it's it's another one of those where this is this is the one that really got to him. Yeah. The last one was bad. But walking in and seeing Jenny really, really yeah. got to him. Like, you know, they, she talks a lot about him you know, just being out of his mind with anger. Yeah. Those people that say that he was never punished, that's... Yeah. Yeah, and that's where we... The, oh, that's an, another one that we meet in this one. Kevin mm-hmm. comes up oh, in this yeah. Kevin. In this scene. And it was... What was great about this, because before, I think last book we were talking about how... Um, we, we saw uh, Eve with with children mm-hmm. and yeah. you know how that was kind of cool to see. Yeah. This is this is the one where we're seeing Rourke with yeah. with at least with a child yeah. and how he's dealing with I it. I really enjoy that interaction. I think he does. I think that's a really well drawn because he relates yeah. to the kid. Yeah. He gets it. And it, it's just funny because he, he questions him without questioning really and Eve gets all pissed off that Rourke questioned him but and I also think it's funny that Eve, Eve made Peabody really in charge of Kevin. But when Rourke came out, he, you know, she, he was seeing that Peabody was like really wanting to be up with Eve. Yeah. You know? like, and no. he's like, no, I'll, 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 I'll mind him. Oh, I'd like to do cop Bye. stuff now. Like, yeah. There go. Bye. But yeah, it's just great. You know, how he, how he interacts with Kevin and then goes and gets him, you know, a ton of stuff out of, off of the, uh, gliding cart that's yeah it's just the whole the whole scene with kevin was just amazing yeah i i had forgotten about kevin until this reread one another thing that uh a bunch of people have marked apparently is that you know rourke got a kevin a bunch of stuff off the glider cart and included a bunch of chocolate and when he told kevin to to go ahead and, and start eating you know uh it, it's obvious that Kevin wanted the chocolate first. Right. So he says he, he watched Kevin mow through the chocolate <laughs> and uh, the part that people marked says life he thought was much too uncertain for some to risk saving the best for last, which is true. Oh, also I love, I mean, I love Kevin, like how he gets to go to friends of Rourke's. Yeah. Right. And has like, he has that little connection with him and he gets to go to Elizabeth Barrister and, uh, to blast yeah richard Richard. yeah 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 Um, you know and then he we will get to see him later and i just love that yeah yeah and and the one part that i marked was rourke is is questioning kevin about his mom where's his mom and kevin was saying like she sleeps late mostly she gets pissed if i'm around when she's sleeping and then it says gently rourke took the boy's chin in his hand until their eyes met he hadn't saved jenny he thought and he would have to live with that but there were lost children everywhere and that's when he says do you want to stay here with her and then he calls cps oh it's so beautiful and then later on you know he starts he does start his dohas which is you know for yeah 
uh, a shelter for women and children. And, you know, so yeah, maybe this is the start of that. It's one of my favorite things Rourke does in the whole series. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the other thing is, again, Eve finds out that Somerset has no alibi for the time of Jenny's death. I mean, what, what? I don't know. What is he thinking? I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't know. I don't know. Yeah. It makes I, me crazy. He went out. I, well, I went out. Like, which... We're trying to help you. We're trying to help you. And I think he finally got it because, you know, I mean, obviously then he realizes that Jenny was killed and now he feels bad, which he should. I just love the fact that Eve is like, you need to tell me where you were. And so, you know, he's in the and Somerset says to her, I bought a half a bushel of apples, by the way, we'll be having pie. And she just says, yum. So, yeah, after that, Eve searches the room where Jenny was staying and finds a, a fax or something, a transmission yes. that says it's from Somerset. Correct. Yes. And then later on, she brings Mira in and tells Mira everything, which is I, I don't know if it's if I want to say it's surprising. It is a little bit, I guess. I I'm actually I actually could get there faster with Mira than with Peabody. See, I okay. can't. I don't see how Mira can. I don't know. I I don't see how Mira needs to know um, all of the details. Well, she I, needs to do a profile, right? Sure, but that like no. You know, like when she and Rourke are basically like, yeah, Mira can talk to Somerset. I, some Mira does not need to know any of that shit about Somerset. Right. True. At all. Yeah. And that, that makes me go, oh. Well, I think <laughs> the reason why is because she, not necessarily that Mira would talk to Somerset, but that Mira would give him a, an eval, a psych eval. But I just, be, you know, I think on the other, like even as much as we've been, you know, yes, we know Somerset actually has nothing to do with this. And Eve doesn't think he is the killer or whatever. And, you know, we're talking about how he doesn't have this alibi for all of all of these murders. Why does Somerset, I don't know, like, I, I've always kind of been like, why does Somerset need a psych eval? Um, other than he's attached to the case. Like, if he's attached to the case and Rourke isn't getting a psyche eval, and Rourke is well, the catalyst of well, everything that happens. Because Somerset is the, the main suspect. suspect. But Somerset, yeah, sure, Somerset is the prime suspect, based on what is shown for the world to see, not based on Eve's instincts. Right. And while, but while right. we have solid evidence, to it's her like right. covering her ass with him. I don't know. I just I feel like if we're gonna do a psych eval, psych eval on Somerset. And we're going to be busting out all this information that's private about Rourke and Somerset. Why are we not doing one on Rourke to better understand if Mira is our great tool there? Do we really want to do a psyche val on Rourke? We definitely do not. It's just, it. there's, there's something on either end of that that doesn't balance out to me. Like if, if Somerset is our main suspect and we want to make sure that, even though we know he's not, Eve knows he's not, but we have to follow the book and we have to, uh, you know, eliminate the uh, that that possibility, which is important. I get that. I respect that. That being said, that links Rourke so much into it. It doesn't make sense to be like, so Somerset's our main suspect, but here's how Rourke, who is basically helping run the show, is connected. 
versus mm. if you don't do it on Somerset because we're not covering our asses because Eve just knows that he's innocent of everything except for being an asshole. Like, I don't know. It just it feels like this weird, like, disconnect. And I think part of it is the familiarity of Mira, you know? Okay. That's hmm. me. That's my personal feeling on it. I don't, I don't know. I just, is there, I mean, was there, was there a point where she was like, hey, we have to talk to, you know, our shrink about this. You know, we've talked to, we've talked to Mira about this, um, who I know you also kind of happen to know and who also kind of happens to be a person that you know. Like, it's it's a fine line for me, I think. Conflict of interest right. is all over this book to begin with. Oh, yeah. So for me, it never really is like, I'm not against Mira being, you know, being attached to it, obviously. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, in comparison, um, if, if she's going to bring in Mira, she definitely should have brought in Peabody to begin with, I think. Um, just because Peabody's attached to her constantly. Yeah. You know, Mira is attached as needed, which sure. turns into yeah. constantly. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the more, you know, the more Eve connects with Mira, and Eve is still not as close to Mira as she becomes. No. You know? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I really struggle with, with like, there's there's something here that feels really uncomfortable with all of this personal stuff being floated around and the psychiatrist or what is Mira's is she a psychiatrist? Psychiatrist, yeah. It's an MD. I, I thought so. Mm -hmm. Like her connection yeah. to it and also her being so emotionally close to Eve. Yeah. It just makes this script, this, Jesus, I've been reading plays a lot lately. It makes <laughs> this it script makes is really unbelievable. Really I am not doing this play. Do this. But it makes, I mean, it, it, that's, I think it just heightens the emotion of this book overall. There are so many players. It's right. not just Steve Rourke and Somerset. It's, it's these people that are being pulled in from the sides that have no idea what they're getting into, including Nira. And right. I think I think the closer the more the the more people who are close to Eve who are pulled into this, the more heightened the drama and the angst, I guess, of this book is relative. And this book definitely yeah. has angst. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's why she did it. I, I mean, know. I think I mean I think so. I mean I think, I think so. it makes sense to me that she would want a psych eval on Somerset rather than Rourke, but I, I mean, you know. Yeah. No, I yeah, no, I follow all of it. I just to me I'm just I'm trying to figure out I don't know. There's a disconnect there for me, yeah. but I, I think I either want it all or I want none of it. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm like crawling into these men's personal hearts and most sure. horrifying moments of their lives. But also like, I want to know because it's the story. I feel like, right. You know, for me, the reason was that, you know, Somerset was the prime suspect. Rory I agree. Not a think, suspect. Yeah. I agree. So, I think that's really what it is. But so as far as like understanding why. versus covering your ass. Well, covering your ass and, you know, giving, you know, giving the investigation some actual solid evidence. Yeah. Instead of conjecture Which, and, you know. Right. Yeah. Theories. Which I follow. I'm not disagreeing that you know, she because, doesn't need us. Because the evidence that she has so far, she can't. Piling yeah. up against him. Right, she needs something to tip the she balance. Does need the other oh yeah, way. no, I'm not saying he doesn't need that. I'm just saying that I think Mira is either too close to the situation, or we need to. 
Well, well Eve's too close to Yeah, Eve's always too close to the yeah, situation. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? It wouldn't be the series if she weren't, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Fascinating things to just think about where, yeah. like, as Eve becomes closer to these people and they become her, right. her yeah. A team, you know? Right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But also, so. Somerset just continues to fuck things up. And of course, yeah. So exactly. You could have really avoided so much of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's talking to Mira. That's all very emotional because, you know, she's got to tell Mira what, what Rourke did. And it's, you know, yeah. she's got to be feeling weird about that. And then next thing you know, here's, you know, Leonardo and Mavis driving up in, uh, right. you know, and she says, what the hell am I supposed to do with them? And then Mira says, you know, I'd say we're going to take a short break and be entertained. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're yeah. right. And you know. it's kind of a moment of levity in a really heavy, yeah. heavy book. You have to have them. And we talked about that before. Like this is, this is kind of why Mavis is there because yeah. you, oh, yeah. you can't be oh, yeah. Eve doing all of this really, you know, hard emotional work all the time. Yeah. There's well, and I think levity. Eve has to be reminded she doesn't have to be doing this hard emotional work all of the time. Right. Like, she doesn't just need to take a break. She needs someone to explode into her aura and make her take a break you know what i'm saying right like, and that's maybe yeah. like there's yeah. you know, she's just constantly constantly in this place so it can't just be a hey let's take a break it's got to be something big and mavisy uh mavis is saying you got to let him design you know some clothes for mira's like eve was originally like oh yeah uh, i don't think so yeah no. <laughs> you know and then he is like, no, no, you know, classic lines, cool colors, yep. you know, uh, and Mavis right says, up. sexy lady of the manor, you know, <laughs> and then Mira's <laughs> like, huh, you know, hmm. that actually sounds pretty nice. Right. I might like that sexy um, lady of the manor. <laughs> love Mira. It's so great. Yeah. And then, you know, Somerset walks in and of course Mavis is like, you know, gets up and we're all behind you somerset don't you worry about a thing blah blah and then eve says to to mira you know he doesn't know whether he wants to pat her head or jump her bones which i feel like that's yeah 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 exactly that's that's somerset and mavis's relationship you know in a nutshell right yeah there. right there <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> which is odd but whatever works <laughs> So they're trying to trace the transmissions that are coming from the uh, killer and they find that they're originating in Rourke's mansion, supposedly. But Rourke and McNabb are working on it and together they find an echo, which they said is a blip that tells them that the transmission is not actually coming from Rourke's house. Right. So that's where they're kind of bonding a yeah. little bit. But then Eve calls Nadine and decides she's going to taunt the killer, which she does quite often. Yeah. And she does quite successfully in this book. Yeah. 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 Not, not necessarily successfully as far as the full outcome, but her intention was made and it happened. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. And this is one of the times where like Nadine and her kind of come out of it in a uncomfortable you know, uncomfortable way, like because they're they're doing a press conference and Nadine is there, and that's when Eve gets the idea to oh let's yeah use Nadine mm -hmm. 
And, you know, yeah, Nadine was not, well, first, at first she was like, you know, why is Eve, you know, pissed yeah. off at me? Or, yeah. You why know, are you doing this? But yeah. And then afterwards, yeah, that realizing that, you know, Eve had kind of used her. Well, I mean, especially so. early on, Nadine, you know, thinks that they have this relationship that they actually do, but Eve doesn't make it easy to feel that way, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, this yeah, is, and again, Eve's not used to having friends. So. No. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing is, like, Eve's not intentionally not being friendly. That's just who she is. Right. Right. So, so yeah, Eve gets in her car and she goes <laughs> off to go home and she's in the middle of a traffic jam and two guys start fighting and she gets out of her car and next thing she knows, she's being blown up. And the next the next chapter starts with Rourke coming to find her because he heard being, it because he heard it over. Yeah. Over Peabody's. Uh, yeah. That's terrifying. I mean, yeah, yeah. that had to have been heart wrenching. Terrifying. And yeah. Yeah. He says he, he it, he'd never know how long he stood there unable to breathe his body rocking with shock. Then he broke, started forward and with some wild notion of ripping the ruined card to pieces to find her. And that's when he hears her, you know, saying like, God damn it, I'm not going to any hospital. Just patch me up for Christ's sake. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, thank God. Uh, you know, I mean, and I, yeah. I just love Eve. So, yeah. And I just feel like, you know, obviously she does, she, she does want to go to the um, hospital. So he takes her home and she wakes up the people. next morning. Yeah. <laughs> And she wakes up the next morning and, and he is already up and he, they're, they're talking about things that are very normal. And then all of a sudden he like breaks down. Yeah. Which, you is know, beautiful. Yeah. Which I mean, uh, you know, and she tells him it's, I'm all right. Don't worry. I'm all right. And, and, uh, he's telling her about, like you were saying, you know, all the people around all the blood and the glass and the smoke, the chaos. And then she, the, here's another part that's that, a lot of people have uh, highlighted it's her saying to him no one ever loved me before you i didn't think i'd ever get used to it and maybe i won't but i've gotten to depend on it i just want to um, point out that on on the um the wiki page that you have up on the whatever is it like fandom is that the uh -huh. yeah you have everything right now um my favorite thing about it is in this chapter it just says Eve wakes up. Rourke is very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> the wording just makes me so pleased. Well, yeah. I mean, and I'm uh, like, well, that's it. That's, that's, that's explanation. Not necessary. Right. I mean, no, it's wrong. very great. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> you have to sum it up somehow. And that's yeah. it. They have this big discussion and, uh, he says, we've gone and done it, haven't we? And she said, done what? And he said, become a unit. And yes, they are a unit now. Yes. And this shows you more than anything, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's what lovely. I love about this is that she's, you know, he's like, let's, I'll get you something to eat. And you, she, he wants her to stay in bed. And then next thing you know, Peabody's coming in. And then McNabb's and coming McNabb. in. And she's very uncomfortable. Fucking party in yeah. the bedroom oh, that would in the bedroom. Me off too if people just started wandering into my bedroom while i'm you know laid up sick like screw yeah. you people. get out right yeah Leave, please What's the, what, exactly. what do you think this is this is not okay 
<laughs> now, doesn't she like need want them there though first thing in the morning and she's not in their office they're well, just like yeah but you know they're the house they just bust like, into somebody in the office you dumbasses right <laughs> i wonder where they are oh let's go look at their bedroom well yeah i mean it's it was okay with peabody i think because you know peabody sure i mean i guess fine, yeah so. i guess i might be okay with peabody but mcnab screw that man once mcnab came in yeah yeah no. like, i've known you for 10 minutes what the hell <laughs> like, no. also though yeah. like um going back a minute is this not the book where she just kisses mcnab for no yeah. goddamn reason yeah 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 like, i love when eve does shit like that i'm like why did you do that? Oh well, it's fun. Well, because they they found the echo and yeah. and everything, and and I, I think was Rourke uh, asked her if uh, he got a reward or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's to... what it was. And so she kisses him, and she's like, "What the hell?" And she kisses McNabb too. When Rourke is like telling Eve, "You're embarrassing us with your praise and gratitude," and she goes, right. "Oh, you want praise and gratitude." On impulse, she grabs Rourke's face in her hands. And kissed him hard on the mouth. Then, what the hell? She did the same to McNabb. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. And right. then and then Rourke and McNabb have more romance conversation. Because that's several chapters into their friendship. And they've already got something going on. Right. I love them. They're great. <laughs> I love them so much. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I love how Peabody's in in her her uh, bedroom now, telling her like, "Oh, you look like Betty Davis or Joan Crawford, or you look really glam." And she's like, "I, you know, I didn't ask for a report on my appearance." <laughs> she's like, "Also, I don't know who those people are." Right. Yeah. Right. And then Rourke's like, "She's still a little testy." <laughs> like, you know? So I mean, they're all I know they're all doing it to to just you know. There's a fun dynamic that I always enjoy when it's even Rourke and Peabody when it's the three of them. Right. I think it's an interesting dynamic because Peabody and Rourke can play off of each other so well. It is so often Peabody and Rourke against Eve. Right. And it's always like, and it's always in Eve's best interest that they're working it, but it's, but it's also really fun for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they have way too much fun sometimes and I love it. So anyway, yeah, McNabb comes in after Peabody and, uh, you know, I just love McNabb. He's all like, you know. He's so casual. He's, He's so like, casual. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, hey, some bedroom. <laughs> Is that coffee I smell? Hey, Lieutenant, looking decent. What kind of berries are those? <laughs> He's like he's the epitome of how I want to be in a, in, an ex- in a situation where I would be so awkward and afraid right. to stay and do something stupid. He's just so like comfortable. Yeah, McNabb yeah. is very comfortable in general yeah, and in that. all situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be yeah, like great. I'm so sorry. I'm interrupting. Can I? Is it okay? Can I come in here? Sorry. Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, for me, I'd be like, no, I don't need to go in. And there are times where you think maybe McNabb should be a little bit more awkward and okay. and, and he's not ever. He's not. Yeah. It's like, no. dude, he has some sweet moments later on where like it's not awkward because it's so charming. Otherwise, oh, sure. though, he's yeah, he's just just like he's real. He just yeah. Okay. Well, this is where the action's happening. Hey, you know, a nice bedroom. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, that's the fairies too. This is yeah. a little party. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just gonna fit right into this little group. It's great. Right. Exactly. 
And he yeah. does. He just kind of barges right in and hangs out. And yeah. we're all like, cool. We'll keep him. Yeah. <laughs> right? They're like, oh, we'll just keep this one. <laughs> and then, of course, Eve is all, you know, irritated. Like, if someone doesn't give me a goddamn report, you know, and then she she points at Peabody, you, because normally you're not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so good yeah. so good yeah it's just <laughs> it's not over yet <laughs> right yeah because then a little while later you know there's another uh, knock on the door you know and it's nadine and she comes rushing in he's like we should just sell tickets <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, and and the best part is like you know she's like all upset because you know you something happened to you because of what I put on the air, and then Eve says, which is exactly what I intended, and Rourke's like, oh wait a minute, uh, yeah, back up. Yeah, I will back say, up I will a say feel like Rourke should have. Did Rourke not watch this? Because I'm assuming that Rourke has not seen this. Well, yeah, I think he would have told him not to bother watching. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because she knew she'd done she that. Knew, she knew. Yeah, because she would have known had he watched. She'd have been like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. Yeah, she knew he would get it. She's like, "This yeah, is this just the beginning of what I'm going to do every couple of cases. I hope you're going to get used to it." <laughs> exactly. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. Get used to it now. Because <laughs> yeah, every and that's so true. Every couple cases, the same thing happens. She's like, "I'm I'm bound to not get exploded in every time every case where this happens. Come on." No. Right? <laughs> Not everyone, but poor Nadine. <laughs> poor Nadine. Yeah, and then she's just annoyed because before she was, you know, pissed off at Eve because she thought Eve was pissed off at her. Now she's just annoyed because Eve used her. Well, <clears throat> and then Mark is mad at her because he's like, "Oh, you did what? Yeah, yeah, you did what now? We're gonna talk about that. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, and my notes are: Rourke finds out about Eve purposely, tried to get the killer to go after her. They have a brief fight. Rourke is emotional. I'm just kidding. Rourke is emotional. Rourke is emotional. Well, I think also I they have him. a brief so fight says a lot about their relationship too. They have a brief fight and usually then they have sex. Yeah. But in this case, he asks Eve to go back to Ireland with him. And uh, then they visit the Penny Pig. Oh, yay! She meets Brian, Brian Kelly! Kelly! Hi, Brian! Oh, I love Brian Kelly. Which I am 100% okay uh, if they want to cast Aiden Turner as Brian Kelly also. Uh, I feel like that's okay with me too. He doesn't have to be Rourke. Yeah. If they cast him as Brian Kelly, I'm fine with that that. too. Yeah. You know, so, but I just really love Brian Kelly. I do too. Yes, me too. And I like how Brian and Eve click. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. right from the very beginning, and and also how Brian's the one that says like, yeah, I mean you you two go together. Like yeah. it, it doesn't. At first he's like, oh, you know, you you uh, you married a cop, you know, right. you married a uh, a bloody cop. And this is when Eve. This is when Eve does the I married a bloody criminal, but no one no one ever thinks of that. No one ever talks yeah. about that. That's one of my favorite Eve lines. Yeah. Yes. And then Rory sure. says, "I do, darling, constantly." Yeah. <laughs> so good. You know. And then Brian says, "Well, here's to the pair of you and the icicles that are forming in hell." Yeah. <laughs> Such a good scene. God, I love Brian Kelly. Yeah, but again, you know, I mean, like I said, it just. You know, um, it's just so funny to me because so many people, it's like, don't 
kind of understand it, especially Somerset, even Rourke together. Yeah. Doesn't understand, you know, sometimes Eve doesn't understand Eve and Rourke together. Right. But it just seems like Brian right away gets it, you know, yeah. gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, fantastic. oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You two together. That's a thing. Yeah. You know. And it's a good thing. Um, another one of my favorite lines is is like the next morning and, and she's getting ready because they're going to visit the uh, the Irish police. And she was taking a shower and he kind of, of course, you know, some shower sex is going to be happening. Of course. Um, adventures in the shower. Adventures in the shower. And she thinks that, that she kind of put one over on him and, and made this appointment with the, uh, with the Irish police without him knowing. And she's just going to go without him. And, yeah, you know, and of course he says to her, you know, so what time is your appointment? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like what? what 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 you know <laughs> yeah and and um she says to him i never said that i was meeting anyone and when he when he only lifted a brow she swore know-it-alls are very irritating to mortals <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> so yeah so then they visit the uh the police in dublin and um the inspector there tells them like, yeah, you know, no wonder because apparently everybody knew that there were some policemen on the take, including the one that helped, uh, that, you know, kind of swept Marlena's murder yeah. under the rug. Right. That he was just kind of a, a bad dude. Yeah. So it's the next day at, at Jenny's, uh, a funeral when Brian tells them he's gotten a communication from, uh, someone that looks a lot like Somerset. He said, you know, by God, Rourke, it sounded like him, looked like him, stiffer, older, but I wouldn't have questioned it. Uh, though he wouldn't make conversation and ended the call abruptly when I pressed him. So you can kind of see why Jenny, you know, sure, was lured to New yeah. York because, you know, if even Brian is uh, saying he wouldn't have questioned it. Um, and then Rourke and, and Brian have an argument because Rourke tells him to stay in Dublin and Brian thinks he ought to go to New York City and give this murdering bastard a taste of Brian Kelly. <laughs> oh, Brian Kelly. <laughs> and Eve said, the only thing he's getting a taste of is me, which I I love, you know. Yeah. And then he's, she, she gets a communication from Peabody and says to them, now the two of you remember people who act like assholes get treated like assholes. And then she walked away and Brian says to Rourke, that's a woman, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, then again, you know, uh, Eve comes back and says, the son of a bitch sent me flowers and well, Rourke grabs right. her again. Work grabs her, grabs her lapels, and she slapped at his hands and scowled. You know, it's like Rourke, quit grabbing her. Stop grabbing me. I yeah, no, quit, quit grabbing her by her arms and her lapels, and like, <laughs> you know, yeah. So they have to go back to New York, and she's got flowers waiting, and uh, that's when they set up the sting operation, because the guy set up already a. a hotel room for Brian and uh, is waiting for him. And they set this whole thing up and then she has an argument with 
with uh, McNabb. Yes, because during... he doesn't she send him into the hotel? She sends him yeah. out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're already in the hotel, and she sends him out to go find his hole, the other guy's, the bad guy's hole. Um, also, isn't Feeney back? Yes. Yes. Um, Always love Feeney. Yeah, Feeney. Well, Feeney doesn't come back until after the sting operation. Yeah, because... Okay, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. she's thinking, Feeney, where the hell are you? Yeah. Yeah, she's having to deal with... That's right. uh, I just knew that she said something in one of the last chapters about... um, I know Feeney's going to be back or whatever. She planned to pull him in, so I couldn't remember when he came back. Yeah, it was after the sting operation. Yes. Yeah. Now, where are they? Oh, so, and her car got blown up. Yeah. So they have to, they have to go out and she needs a new car so that she goes to his big fancy, uh, garage, uh, garage. garage to find a car and, uh, Peabody talks her into a snazzy <laughs> blue, like, you know, 6,000 XX. That just you know. sounds like not a car that I could feel like i'm cool enough to drive right yeah, yeah exactly it sounds yeah yeah that's a eva's cool car. enough to drive it but she's she she's, totally is that's the thing i mean eva's cool enough to drive it but then she's like i'm not taking that, yeah. <laughs> I that. which is kind of like that you is know, not practical right and that's, that's a kind of car it kind it's of it, it's it's kind of also her relationship with rourke right Oh yeah. When they first yeah. got together, I mean, he was kind of like too snazzy. And yeah. at first she was like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know? Then she got talked <clears throat> into it. Well, yeah. That's just how it is you for know. Eve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, uh, but you know, so Peabody talks her into it and, and uh, Eve's like, don't beg Jesus. And then <laughs> I just love how e- uh, Peabody is totally like, oh my gosh, the interior is white leather. And she's like breathing deep when she gets into the car and like looking at all the controls. She's like, oh, come <laughs> on. Yeah, get a hold of yourself, Peabody, you know. So, uh, but yeah, so they go to uh, Brian Kelly's um, uh, hotel room that's been uh, already registered for him and set up the sting operation and Rourke is going to be a part of it because she can't she can't get him to leave yeah, that's so it that's the decides. series <laughs> and that's the series yeah that's the series in a nutshell he's going to be part yeah, of it because absolutely. she can't get him not to be part of it <laughs> so she finally just sighs and just okay go uh, over with EDD you know and that's yeah that's exactly the whole series <laughs> i'm just saying it is right absolutely yeah so um let's see and then she's like you know she's got her headphones on and she's like no chatter on the because they're they're chattering back and forth and and uh i where is it because Rourke says something to her that's very, you know, inappropriate. Where is that? Uh, see, of course I didn't mark it. 
because <laughs> that's your question. Thank you. Wow. Sorry. So, and also trying to. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean it's it's typical. We're setting up a sting stuff, and then um, she's telling people like no one moves on him. We want him up here. When he's boxed, you'll get my signal and, cl and close in on this sector. And then next thing she knows, she's hearing Rourke on the headphones going, I love it when you talk cop. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no civilian chatter. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I'm trying to think of where, where it is that he had, uh, she had the, the uh, fight with McNabb. Oh, she's telling him everybody out of the room. And uh, where is it? <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, my book's at the other end of the table. Oh, yeah. So she's sending him to out to um, coordinate with the second team. Yeah. Um. And, and he's not happy about it. Um, and he's like, homicide figures, all EDD is good for is ghost work. Fine when you don't have the answers, but when you do, it's back to the recorders. So he storms out and unwittingly like blows the whole, the yeah. whole thing because the guy sees him right and not that it was his fault i mean nobody no no it's not his fault at all yeah known that yeah yeah because we find out later that uh one of the people from rourke's uh uh business that has been helping uh mcnab try to figure out how the guy is you know right. jamming everything and and making his transmissions look like uh, they're coming from Rourke's uh, house. Uh, one of those guys is the actual killer. killer. Yeah. So that when uh, McNabb comes out, he sees him and, and uh, that's when he decides to bolt. Right. And even Rourke have to get into the fancy car and chase him. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I found a Yanni. Oh my! Oh, in this book. Already, I found I found a Yanni, and I actually um, I looked to see if we had this Yanni down. Did we? Um, and I didn't see it anywhere. No, I didn't see it anywhere. And they chase uh, the yep. guy, and he gets on a, a like a motorcycle or something uh -huh. like that, a white mini jet. And so she's calling it in and she's saying the suspect is in a white mini jet. And she says, NYC license, C-H-A-R-L-I-E. Okay. okay. And then she says, that's Charles Abel, Roger, loser, ice, even. Okay. And I went, she forgot the H. Oh, yeah. Charles Abel, <laughs> Roger, loser, ice, even. Yeah. Never H even should have been it. a hotel. That's crazy. No, never noticed that. Cop speak, but yeah, she forgot it. 
Yeah. Never and I looked at it. the printed version and I have a blue lady printed version. Yeah, so it's, it was the first one and um, it was not in there. She has forgotten the H. Terrible. Should Terrible. be Charles Hotel Abel Roger. I can't even remember. <laughs> chapter is that? Um, 17? I'm sure that it's wrong in here too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They don't, they don't fix that kind of stuff in the reprintings. Yeah, I mean, they fixed some stuff in reprints, yeah. but yeah, I don't know if they that's, would. I, I feel well, like that's a thing that they would miss. You would have to know. Right. Yeah. And how many times did I read through this? Yeah, I, I never noticed even, that before. Didn't even catch it. Yeah. And for whatever reason, that jumped out at me that's this really time. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, yeah, it's totally. <laughs> Whoops. Well, yeah. That's funny. It's <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> what it is. Oh, well. That's why they couldn't find him. She gave him the wrong <laughs> mm. Nice job, Eve. Give him the wrong letter. Got the H. And here's the, I see, here's what I didn't understand about this part of it, because they, they chase him, and it, yeah, I mean, it's a spectacle, but, you know, I mean, what police chase isn't a right. spectacle? Right. You know, I mean. Might as well be a really cool car. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, car chases are a thing and, you know, I mean, they're, they're always a spectacle. Yeah. So later on when she gets like Whitney gets pissed off at her for it. Yeah. It's like, well, I never really got that either. Like, why are you? Yeah. I, that's a dumb it, thing it's, to get upset with her about, but. Well, and, and really there was like things happen, you know, mm -hmm. he's like, you know, it's a fucking circus. Oh, it's Tibbles, like fucking circus, dog fights, injured civilians, the primary officer hot riding around and and over the city in a souped up two hundred thousand dollar sports jet, you know. And uh, you know, so yeah, I, I just never, yeah, I I guess, but she's trying to find a criminal that's been murdering yeah. people, and I would think that you would be more understanding. You would, be. Um, yeah, please. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. So sting, uh, yeah. So I have chapter seventeen, sting operation. Chapter eighteen, sting operation fallout. And then at the end is the attempted murder of Patrick right. Murphy. Which again, why the hell don't you take one minute and say, "Hey, Eve, I just got this phone call. Yeah. I just got this call, and this guy wants me to go to this you place." You literally, you know. You're being set up for these murders. His thought process yeah. there just is mind-boggling. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't get it either. Although, I mean, you know, it, he did say that the guy told him, like, you know, um, he's going to kill uh, his, someone's his new girlfriend, Audrey. Right. Like, he killed Mar Marlena. And, but still. Still, you have a cap in the house. You know, you take a minute to stop and say, hey, I just got this call. Let's go check this out. I just don't, I don't, I just don't get yeah, it. No. I just don't no. get why he does that. But there's also kind of a touching moment uh, in between there where, where Eve and McNabb have, you know, come to an understanding after yeah. they. Yeah. You know, I, I do like that scene too. Yeah. That's a great yeah. scene between the two of them. That yeah, also kind of sets yeah. us up for, they have a, they also have a, a very nice relationship through the series. Yeah. yeah. You know, that isn't just that he's, a goofball and you know and she tells him you know you're the he she puts him where his strengths are yeah. you're good and i've worked with the best um she said thinking of feeney so i know this is where i need you to take this fucker down 
again, you know, I, I, I always think about people talking about how Eve has no heart or right. she's too cold yeah. or she's too, and, and, and read stuff like this and go like, aren't you reading the same thing I'm yeah. reading? It's obvious you're not because you would see, you know, she has a heart. I think yeah. it's and very I obvious here to a me. lot in just in fiction in general, like TV shows and movies and everything else and other book series. I think some people just take face value of what a character is and they don't like they see or do something they see them do something bitchy but then they don't bother paying attention to the follow-up you know right. what i'm saying like like the scene like yeah she reprimanded him and she was harsh on him but then you know so that's what they that's what sticks in their head instead of this scene which is okay yeah i was harsh on you but this is why i was and right you know, so I don't know if that's... She also makes him, like, she doesn't just explain why she's harsh with him or whatever. Like, she actually helps him understand, right. too. Yeah. Um, right. You know, and, and he's like, yeah, you know, when he, when he flat out admits, this is like, I never get to do cool stuff like this. Like, I never get to have action. Well, don't right. worry, kid. You're hanging out with you, Dallas, now. You're going to get some action. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're going to get more action than you really, <laughs> really want. Yeah. really want but <laughs> but i think i think that's also really a, an amazing part of eve as a leader which yeah we you know we don't see her in like big groups until we get into the rest of her squad but she does these little things where she like kind of guides people to understanding who they are right. unintentionally that is not even her intention no, I, don't I don't think, think. so either yeah. i think she's just like i don't know i but this scene is is one where i i think that she helps him come to that realization she's like yeah you're still mad but i'm right you're wrong yeah. right this is what you have to do and instead of him like being like oh yeah you're right you know he acknowledges that he's sulking he acknowledges that he thought he was right like i don't know it's it's just more realistic than it just being like yeah yeah you're right oh yeah, yeah. i agree 100 yeah. and that's and that's one of eve's biggest strengths is she she doesn't come in and she's like i'm right you're wrong deal with it there's a learning process yeah right and the other thing I, I I like about Eve that is another strength of hers is that she doesn't have a problem telling people when they're no. doing something right, right or, you know, when, when she sees something in them or like in this case, when she said, you know, I, you're, you're good and I've seen the best, yeah. you know, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't hold that back either. Right. Which is not, I mean, you have to every once in a while tell people that they're doing a good job for you as a boss, I feel yeah, absolutely you know, that, that, you know, like, not like I've ever been a boss, but, uh, <laughs> it's not, you know, it's nice as a, as an employee yeah. to have your boss tell you that you've done something right or that, you know, yeah. Yeah. But to also approach your mistakes in a way that is a learning. Yeah. It's a learning tool. Instead right. Of a, in, yeah. Making not you like you're an idiot like you, you're never yeah. going to live that down or whatever right exactly and and she really she's a good boss you she know? Is, yeah she is very much so yeah the next is attempted murder on patrick murray and i i had a hard time with this one because i i i guess i always have a hard time a harder time with uh the scenes that actually show the person yeah. the the victim yeah mm -hmm. during the crime yeah I have a hard, I, I have a hard yeah, time. Yeah, I agree. Then her coming up on it afterwards yeah. and, and, you know, finding everything, you know, but yeah. And then, and then 
you know, she gets a call in the morning and she, they go rushing off and, uh, go to this mermaid club and here's Somerset standing there like an idiot. Yep. Like we've already <laughs> talked about. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I just don't, I, I just don't get it, but, um, he's a dick. Yeah. I don't know if we've mentioned it, but Somerset's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they, the, the good thing is that they're able to save this guy. Yes. This is when Feeney comes yes. back. Yeah. And they're doing the search of, so. Yeah, because of Porter. this, he, him being found at the uh, Somerset being found at the scene. Now she feels like she needs to search his room. Right. That's when she finds the bug planted in a painting that he got from his new girlfriend from Audrey. Audrey. So obviously, she goes over uh, to Audrey's apartment and arrests her. And, um, she takes Audrey in for questioning. Uh, Liam is not there. So, um, she plants a story that she's arrested somebody hoping to draw Liam out. Boy, did she do that. She's doing real good at this. Yeah. Get him to go for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because at a certain point she goes home and, uh, the uh, Liam, is has now got Somerset tied up in a chair yes. and is threatening to kill him. Lots of uh, chaos ensues and uh, he goes to stun Somerset and Eve jumps in front of the stunner. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, and he asks her, Somerset asks her later, you know, Eve gets stunned and then the guy's stomping around and, and yelling. And that's when Rourke comes in and, and kills the guy. Yeah. Somerset has Eve on the couch and he's tending to her wounds and um, asking her why she did it. And, and uh, you know, um, she's like, don't take it personally. It's my job. <laughs> Do not ever think that I care about you. Yeah, don't it's think that I care job. about you. It's my job. Yeah. It, it wasn't set on full power anyway, <laughs> you know. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, this this won't be that bad. I'll just take it. Cause it's my job, not cause right. I care about yeah. you. Yeah. And, and this, this I think is the moment that is the, the completion of the turnaround, uh, for Somerset, although they continue to act yeah. as they had before. But I think that once, once this happens, then it's clear that it's all in fun that they yeah. snipe at each I, other. I would agree with that. I think, yeah, yeah, I think he finally gets it in that mm -hmm. moment. Right. I think their I think their annoyance with each other turns into just annoyance versus like this, whatever. Yeah, it was animosity. Whatever, animosity. Yeah, yeah, it was almost vicious. You know, especially, yeah. especially on Somerset's side. Yeah, now right. it's just fun. Yeah, <laughs> now it's just fun. And then it's the you thing know. that we look forward to in the book. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's it's just really you know I mean, he's taking care of her and he he can't understand what why she did that and you know and she's hurting and she at some point she said where's Rourke and he tells her he'll be right here and then it says instinctively he stroked her hair back from her damp face yeah. you know so that you know just that action mm -hmm. says a right. lot yeah we're moving beyond the bullshit 
Right. Um, and then she tells him, like, I fired that weapon that killed Liam Calhoun. I fired it before Rourke came in. Do you understand? And she says that to Somerset. And it says Somerset studied her for a long moment. Pain swam in her eyes, must have been screaming through her system. But she thought of Rourke. I think that's when, that's when he gets he, it. her for, first thought is Rourke. Right. I don't know why he didn't think of that before. But I yeah. don't know. Because he's it's a dick. Because he's a dick. Yeah, not as much of a dick as Jess Barrow, no. but he's a dick. No. <laughs> Casey so, Mr. Jess Barrow's dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, Rourke then tells her a little bit later, you know, that Somerset told him what happened and uh, said that she's the most courageous and foolish woman he's ever known. And Rourke says, at this moment, I have to agree. <laughs> I mean, not wrong. You know. Yeah, he's not wrong. Another highlight that most people have, a lot of people have highlighted here is Rourke saying to Eve, Justice Eve is weak and thin without the underpinning of retribution, which is an interesting thought. It is an interesting thought. And, uh, you know, Eve says, what the hell are we doing together anyway? And Rourke says, leading lives that are often too interesting. Yeah, that's... Not wrong. So true. Not wrong. So... And that's how the book ends. So yeah, a lot. It's this it's book a lot. Was a lot. It's a great book though. And I noticed that my chapter twenty notes are like long because so much happens in chapter twenty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Just a great book. I I I agree. And there's a lot of I'm not gonna like hash them out, but there's so many really great banter's in this oh, for book. Sure. Yeah. That help that really help balance it. Like I think we focused a lot on the seriousness. Yeah of it because that is the story but um if you haven't read the book and you're just listening to us talk about it the book is actually beautifully balanced with great humorous scenes it is yeah 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 i love yeah and i feel like that's a theme that carries throughout the series i think most of the Mm -hmm. super heavy books have some of the best moments out of all agreed like new york to dallas has some of the funniest scenes in the entire Right. <laughs> but it's also probably yeah. one of the most heart wrenching in the entire series. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Well, again, you know, there is a reason that people call Nora the queen. Yeah. I, we said this before, but, you know, we'll say this again in other podcasts, you know, not just this one, but we don't say it often enough that she's just the best. I mean, Nora is. I feel sorry for people that don't appreciate Nora. Me too. <laughs> and and yeah. I and I feel like sometimes you know, especially on the forum, uh, Nora, if you're listening to this, uh, this is for you. So I, I feel like on the forum a lot of times, you know, just like anything else online, your true thoughts about something don't often come through correctly. Absolutely. And I think that especially with with you and I, yeah. Jen, um, we were often seen as as way too critical, critical of Nora. Mm-hmm. But uh, in all honesty. I cannot think of one author that I admire as much as I admire. No, I I would agree with that. 100%. Nora, yeah. because she, I mean, the writing is just it's beautiful, incredible, it's incredible. Yeah. all the time. And the I the fact that she has so many books in so many different genres, you know, across so yeah. many years, it, it's just it's my and book. that all of them. You know, there's there's rarely a clunker every once yeah. in a while, but and it's not even like it's a clunker because it's no. just like sometimes that sometimes a book doesn't hit me, you know, right. in the way that another book yeah. does, and and it and it's still a good book, but I just didn't care Absolutely. for it as much as others. But 
you know, I mean, and, and pretty consistently great. Yeah, pretty, I mean, through this series, through her other books. Yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm more, I'm, you know, the end deaths are my favorite, obviously. And then I'm, pro- I'd probably go, the trilogies would be my next. And then down right. to the, you know, like the single titles and then down to the categories. But, you know, even, even the single titles, even the recent ones, you know, I've heard people say, oh, this one wasn't as great as normal and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I liked it. Okay. I thought it was good. There are plenty of authors out there who would kill to have one of Nora's, you know, not so great right? novels yeah. in, in right. their exactly. repertoire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I really I mean, like the last single title and I don't even remember the name right now, but um, with, you know, and I thought it was fantastic and I could not believe how many people didn't like it. And I was just like, yeah. oh, all right. Well, I liked it a lot. Thanks. Bye. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, Sounds and like and you I, don't know how to enjoy things. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like, oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. cool. And cool. I just, I just absolutely loved her Chronicles of the One oh, series. Oh, that was so good. I mean, it's just a fantastic so series. Yeah. So, and, and um, and I don't even know what she normally does yeah. and just, yeah, that was so good. And now she's, you know, we've got another trilogy coming soon and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you read the excerpt for that, but that looks I haven't. I yeah. Should, if yeah. you get the newsletter, it, looks, it came I mean, today. I feel like, oh, yeah, you the know, newsletter did come yeah. today. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm on the newsletter. <laughs> I'm not on your newsletter. I don't think I'm on well, it. You need to sign up, dude. I, I don't, and it's not, and I didn't not sign up for any particular reason except just so that I'm a ding dong. And yeah, no, it it's on the, it's actually, mind, it's but, on the fall into the story blog. The excerpt is. And I get so much fucking email yeah. that I just don't look at all yeah. of it. But, um, sure. but anyway, yeah. no, um, it, it looks like it, it's going to be a good one. I'm excited for it. It's another, it's yeah. another, see, I really, really have enjoyed her like, like super supernatural trilogies. Mm-hmm. Like the Guardians trilogy and mm-hmm. um, oh, it was uh, the Circle trilogy, you know. Right. And so mm-hmm. and this one looks like it's going to be similar to those. So I'm kind of I'm pretty excited for it. But anyway, so bottom line is that we, yeah. you know, we love you, Nora. All the, know, we, we, we love you. We, we don't. We didn't mean to be critical, or we did, but not well, in a bad sometimes way. we did. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you just, you know, you take the good, you take the exactly. bad. Exactly. You take and them both. Have. Back to life. <laughs> Anywho. We've had some comments on Instagram. We have a follower, Donna Horn. And she said, love the podcast and wait excitedly for each episode. Keep up the good work. Nice. Oh, thanks. And she sees as Rourke emerge of Tom Ellis and Henry Cavill. Oh, Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill. And uh, emerge uh, for Eve, emerge of Mila Jovovich. Oh, And okay. Angie Harmon. Which... <laughs> I just, I just can't, I think that like, I, I think that I was just like, so against the idea of like, just because she played a badass cop, you know, I was the exact same way about Mariska Hargitay. 
back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that I was just like, so, cause it took a long time for me to be convinced that Stana Caddick could, could be Eve. Yeah. Cause Stana Caddick is one of the most physically attractive humans oh, on the planet. I would watch that bitch do anything, yeah. even if it's bad. Yeah. But like, I, again, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm such a sucker for not conforming to like ideal looks while at the right. same time trying to find this perfect actor in our brains, I guess. And I think that right. I just it was like, mm, can't be her because she yeah. she already gets to play a badass cop. Like, someone else. Right. I, or, yeah. no. <laughs> oh, totally there. Totally yeah. getcha. So, then we had a comment um, uh, born truly Canadian um, put a comment uh, just finished listening to the, the uh, podcast where we did fan casting. Um, and she says, I agree with trying to cast the book, uh, in that I guess that it's hard in, in York, correct? I also read the Stephanie Plum series by Janet Ivanovich. When the movie came out, one for the money, I was devastated with the people they picked for the characters. It ruined the whole book for me. Yeah. I heard that multiple so, times. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to do that for people, but it's almost inevitable yeah. if you do, if you... Well, you do and, movie but from what I understand, I, you know, I've read the first couple Stephanie Plum books and they're just not really my bag and, you know, they're funny, but they're, I don't know. Yeah. They're not mine. Yeah. Either. I just, I can't really get into them. Um, but yeah. you know, they, Catherine Heigl as Stephanie Plum was not a good choice. Mm. And I know she was the it girl at the time, but that was a terrible, terrible choice for that character. And right. so I think that that just everybody, anybody that was a fan of those books absolutely hated the movie. And yeah. so, and I don't know mm-hmm. that that's always, that's just too bad. I think it's just in this case, they're pretty united in their hatred in that fandom. Well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> it's too bad. It but, is. It's unfortunate. Know. And no offense to Stephanie yeah. Heigl, but you know, you, you shouldn't yeah. have been Stephanie Plum. Yeah. Or Catherine Heigl, whatever your name is. Sorry. Catherine, Stephanie, it's all the same thing. Sounds the same. same. (laughs) Totally understandable. So um, our last trivia question was, this is from um, Ceremony and Death. And the trivia question was, what was the name of the crystal that Isis suggested to Mavis would help someone close to her who carries too much stress? And you, you said you knew it, it Jen. Did. And it is? It is. Now, well, for God's sakes. Oh, sorry. Jen, Jen has, has sick I brain. I have sick so. brain tonight. Jen's been it's, sick. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. So that was answered by Bookish Arkansas Girl on Instagram. So good job. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. I have, I have so, that it's my total excuse tonight. So. <laughs> this entire podcast okay. was bogged down and boring it's my fault it's no, it's all jen's fault we're gonna it blame really it on is. jen oh wait no we were blaming jen sorry yeah, i was busy telling jen it was like, <laughs> it's all my fault i read the room wrong sorry it's not your fault but it's all your fault <laughs> our new trivia question from this book is who owned the penny pig before brian kelly I know that one too. You know that one too? Even with your sick yeah, brain, you know that brain. one. 
And then, you know, I mean, we had an Ask Jen that you you had to look it up. This was, you know, which book does Rourke find out Eve has a crush on Mr. Yes. Mira? And you didn't know and you had to look it up. And it is? Um, I'm putting uh, on the spot with her uh, Calculated, right? Yes. Calculated. It's the one between thankless and festive. One with a C. Starting calculated. with a C. Concealed. Or concealed. concealed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Concealed. Uh, poor Tan. Concealed in depth. It's the one between yeah. the Thanksgiving one and the Christmas one. <laughs> Jen really does know everything. Guys, you can ask her anything. Yeah. She just, right now, she has sick brain. So we have to kind of like give her a break on that. But uh, she does know everything. So I don't know everything. If you have a question about the series, you can ask Jen. And how you can ask Jen is going on our social media or going on our website, podcastanddeath.com. Where, like I said before, we have extensive show notes, especially for last. Um, yeah, the, la- show the notes last for the last one had me dying laughing. By the way, <laughs> oh, so did, you, did you look at them? Yeah, <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Yeah, like those are awesome. I try, you know. They're you know. So, but there's a we mentioned a lot of people, and I tried to link to every single one. So. I mean, if you haven't listened to that yet, or if you did and you were like, I, I was bored to tears because all you did was list people, um, <laughs> go to the, our, our website and uh, and you can look up some of those people and tell us whether or not you think we got it right or wrong. Or You can send us an email from our website, or you can send us a regular email if you want. Send us an email at uh, show at podcastanddeath.com. Uh, go on all our social media. We're podcast and death on uh, instagram and twitter but we don't have a facebook page no or you can still call us we still have a phone number we're waiting for your call call us and tell us whether or not you think we're I'm stupid for picking people we did days, just for fun because nobody just calls call the damn number fun. one of these days you know it's early days yet on our podcast we're only on 12 and that's true you know, that's good Someday we're going to get to 100. So by then people will call us. Uh, but the number is 205-476-2753. And that spells out 2054-ROARK, R-O-A-R-K-E. So it's easy to remember. So I don't know why you guys haven't called it yet. But <laughs> anyway. You call. Bring them on. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, like I said, tell us about your favorite book or tell us about, I don't know, ask Jen a question. She's waiting for your questions. Go on Twitter and talk to Jen because she's lonely. I am. No, I know. I've gotten more interaction on Twitter lately. I will say. You guys have picked up the, uh, picked up the mantle and and started talking to me. So that's good. All right. That's (laughs) awesome. So, so I think that's it for this uh, episode. So next episode, like we said last time, um, we're going to play an episode that we already have recorded because uh, next week, week as release. most of you know, or all of you know, yeah, the new book. And we are going to be reading the new book. And then the week after, we will uh, do a podcast reviewing the new book. Yes. So if you don't want the new book spoiled for you, maybe you want to wait on that podcast. Yes. But we want to talk about we it. We do, indeed. We already know that we want to talk we about do. it. So. Uh, so next week will be a pre-recorded, and we may say some stuff in, that we've already covered before in other podcasts because we recorded this a while back. But, you know, 
it should be an entertaining podcast. And if you don't know anything about the wiki, and it's important to know stuff about the wiki, uh, listen great. to next week. The wiki's fantastic. Very cool. And uh, so listen to next week's podcast. It's short. Yeah. You know, yep. which is surprising for us yeah. because our, none of our podcasts have been short so far. <laughs> and you guys need to know that, you know, none of them have been short and I've cut them by half. Yeah. <laughs> we have got so many outtakes. Yeah. I mean, I can't even tell you. We're just going to have to several it's outtakes. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> many outtakes yeah i mean a lot of, and a lot of our outtakes are going to be like uh you going on fangirling about tom ellis yeah. and me fangirling about aiden turner yeah that's all nice. you know the majority of our pot our, our outtakes hey, I'm, I'm okay with so. that <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for this show so um for podcast in depth this is aj this is jen this is Tara, and we'll see you the next time when we Bye, review the new book. Yay. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye. Jen's going to go to bed now. Good night. Go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs>